Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, as usual, if you can think of three friends to recommend The Box Set Pod to, that would be wonderful. And check out the website, theboxsetpod.com. If you haven't yet downloaded the Acast app, do it because uh, little everything we're talking about, we well, almost everything we talk about, we have little pop-ups, pictures, links, links to videos, links to other stuff, um, and it's quite fun. It's quite fun. Um, when it's you an do interactive you'll... pod, when you hear that noise, it means there's a, a bling that pops up, and that's that. Okay, um, thank you, thank you. Welcome to episode ten. Wearing a noisy coat to, uh, today, I'm going to take, take it, it off. off. It is winter as we record this. Winter in the north. My name's Howell. And I'm Jamie. And uh, welcome to Boxhead Pod. Uh, first things first, we've uh, we've upset our first bunch of people on Twitter. Oh yes. So last week we did a Torchwood okay. special, and yeah. Jamie um, couldn't hold back his opinions about John Barrowman. I wasn't. I, listen, I, I love John Barrowman, right? What did, I didn't say anything rude yes, about you him. Did you said he's annoying? You hate him? No, I didn't. You you, you said that his bilingualness, his bi accent thing, when he flips between right, American no, I, and I Scottish, admit that you I said, said that, that was rubbish. That, well, I said that I found it weird that he spoke. He said American. he's a phony. B- BS is what you said. Let me just say this: I, I have nothing mm. against Torchwood and John. I think Torchwood's a great show. I, I enjoyed so it very much. Okay, so, so uh, but apology. we got some insults from the Torchwood people. I do not want to cause any ire with the uh, Torchwood fan base. Okay, you, you're <laughs> awesome. Please keep listening. <laughs> and and I love John Barrowman. I've always loved John Barrowman. I think some people. Do you know what I think happens? Because we're not like obsessing about just one box set on this podcast. Because we obsess, obsess about all box sets together. I think what then happens is when you get a world that is completely obsessed with one thing, when they come along, it's very easy to cause offence because they don't realise that we start from a starting point of love and respect. And also comedy. Also, I don't think so, it's healthy to just be obsessed with one thing. Well, no, don't. Here we go. <laughs> don't criticise them. If I Jamie, was just obsessed with potatoes... I think it's great to be obsessed. Wouldn't somebody say, hold on, Jamie, stop eating potatoes. That's all you eat. I think it's it's fantastic to be obsessed. Um, especially when we get tweets like... So once a person said, oh, all I've heard is a load of slagging off of John Barrowman. Really? We won't listen to it then. Not wasting my time on ignorant abuse and hate. It was no abuse. You, Jamie, there. have ignorant abuse and hate oh, in your yeah. bones. And I've known this for a long time. For a long time. And I've had to live with this. And it's chipping away at my soul. I can't deny I... that there have been times where John Barrowman has got on my nads. And that's all I was saying. But I'm not saying Tortured wasn't great. And please... <laughs> Do not take offence, okay? I'm not gonna. We're not gonna like everything, and you're not gonna like everything we like. Right? It's a mutual respect. On thing. the podcast today, David Yellowo, who is um, just a huge star of MI5 or Spooks, as it was known and in Britain. His massive what? film Selma is out at the cinemas, and of course, in the press 
a lot of press this week has been about David Yellowo saying how uh, the, the the Oscars, because he got snubbed by the Oscars, we talk about that with him, yeah. but he's talked in a lot of other interviews about how he feels that the Oscars... Have you just said what we talk about with David Yellowo before we've spoken to him? Uh, yes, are you, are you giving away the magic that maybe some of this is some like of pie- pieced together it, afterwards? It, it may indeed be. All yes, right, we, but, spoke, we spoke to David yesterday, okay? But he um, said in a recent interview that he feels like the Oscars only wants to honour black roles that are subservient black roles, subservient roles. Oh. And, you know, it's very controversial statements being said by David Yellow at the moment because of the snub that Selma received for the Oscars and for the BAFTAs, it's hard to It's hard to disagree with him. I mean, it's... Um, well, you'll hear in his interview view uh we'll hear it uh, but that he's clearly a bit annoyed about it um but but how can you be annoyed when this is brad pitt oh that there is one lingering question in the back of your mind talking about your name uh it's a fundamental question i think it's only fair that we air it out tonight and that question is how the hell do you pronounce his name (laughs) it's okay it's all right i've been there and i'm here to help my job tonight is to help you. Uh, so if you will say it with me now, David Oyelowo. David Oyelowo. Oyelowo. <laughs> it's worse than I thought. Okay, this Sorry, is what we're going to do. Repeat after me. Whoa. Whoa. Lowo. Lowo. Yellowo. Yellowo. Oyelowo. Oh, yellow yeah. one. Oh, yellow David one. David O'Yellow Cheers, Brad. They love him. Brad. Thanks, Brad. They're helping with the pronouncing he of could David's be, he name. He could be up there saying, how? How? How oh, David, well? David could say whatever. How well? Brad could say whatever he wants. How well? I, no, my point is he could have helped me throughout my life, but he didn't, did he? No, he no. He gives all this money to charity for people all over the place. Helps David Yellowo. What's he giving me? Yeah, well, uh, David Yellowo's talented owl. Have you got any other more correspondence you want to talk Loads! To First of all, is it, who was it emailed us last night? Is it Jack? From uh, Leeds. Jack, who wanted a recommendation yeah. of a new show to watch. We yeah. recommended that he have a listen to... That he buy... Um, uh, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Oh, yeah. He has bought no. the series of Quantum Leap. Really? Jack, I cannot wait, really. I can't wait to hear from you, uh, from uh, your review. Because don't forget, the argument last week was Jack's quite young. He's into sci-fi, which is much faster paced nowadays. No, I'm quite nervous that he won't Me like too. Quantum Leap. And it's possible that you know he what, won't. Isn't it weird how you, you feel an ownership of a show when you recommend mm. it to somebody? You feel almost like it's yours. And like then they personal. And, and when they don't like it, you feel offended and then they'll feel like it's theirs after that yes it's weird how we get maybe we possessive. need a backup suggestion he likes his sci-fi just in case jack turns against uh quantum leap we need a good yeah. sci-fi tv show email us any suggestions studio at the box set pod.com that's studio at the box set pod.com also would like to hear what funny thing have you seen in a tv show that you could not stop rewinding and playing there's been there's been a few for me in modern family when cam does something and it's there's and a, he's so funny. There's a great one in The Office, the American version of The Office, where one of the uh, women in it is listening to the Fifty Shades of Grey on audiobook, and she's, like, seemingly getting aroused. So they throw a bucket of water over, and then it gets confiscated, the uh, audiobook, by uh, Ed Helms as the boss. Yeah. And he starts listening to it, and he just it's the timing. Yeah. Suddenly, like, you can see him getting aroused, and then the bucket of water just flies over his head at just the right moment, and it's just it's so funny. I rewound that about 50 times. As we know from that, 
you have to have been there, really. You have um, to be. Same with Johnny. He has emailed us a clip of him watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is that what it's called? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, I haven't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andy Samberg starring. Uh, but maybe you'll recognise this moment. What I'm playing at you for, though, it's not great quality audio. He's just recorded it in his living room. Um, it's the giggle. It's the giggle afterwards. Is mine, you scab. No, it's mine, Gina. I'm not backing down this time. I'm backing up. <laughs> they're trying not to laugh because they know they're recording it for us. <laughs> Says he's backing up and then he reverses like a truck into it. I'm backing up. <laughs> oh yeah, best moments, moments you, you constantly rewind and watch yeah. again in TV shows. It doesn't have to make us laugh. Just times, just it, times when you have rewound. There's plenty of them in Game of Thrones, actually. I'm sure. What? What? What funny moments? Not funny moments, but moments. How old? I don't want to rewind anything I see in Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. It disturbs me. What the scene? Well, I won't say. I love it, it but it disturbs a, me. There's a great. There's a some great erotic scenes, but there's a great. No, death. I'm not rewinding the erotic scenes. There's a great Game death in Thrones. there as well. That was happy. Do you that rewind happens. the erotic scenes in Game? How are you? Fourteen. Howell, there's nothing wrong with admiring the female form, okay? We all do it. We all have urges. Now, what else is there? Uh, next week, we've got Marsha on, who's a wonderful woman who knows all about the in-betweeners. I just wanted to mention that. So, in-betweeners on next week. Um, the other thing I think we need to do now is create a top ten box set list Whoa, too for soon. the website. Too soon. Now, we need to do it, Jamie. But we can't... We need to. We need to at least pin our colours to the mast. Okay, right. next week I'll come with my list. Come with your list. But next we're week. gonna we're gonna argue. It's gonna be a massive argument. All yeah, right, as yeah, long as, yeah, yeah. As long as we yeah. come in, yeah, accept each other's lists. I criticise a little bit, but right, accept yeah. that it's the That's other not person's gonna happen. opinion. It's not going right. to happen. Okay. We're already arguing about the argument. Oh my god! Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Your top five box sets ever. You have to give it an order. You can't love them all for different reasons, like children. You have to have a favourite, and we all know that if you've got children, you have a favourite child. Um, time for the news now? Yeah, so if you go to theboxsetpod.com, uh, you can go to the news uh, icon slash news, go there and check out You're so out good at explaining the website page. addresses. You should hear some of your explanations, Howell. Theboxsetpod.com. It's like listening to constipation. Theboxsetpod.com slash news. Yeah, but I have to explain loads. All you have to do is get the news address I have to, right. I have to listen to it all the time. What is it's it? It's a nightmare. Theboxsetpod.com slash news okay head there all the latest news is there now let me start you off you probably wondering what Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy is up to these days after his film bombed well he's not just made Ted 2 he's making a new TV show uh, producing the show with Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart's going to be playing an eccentric British journalist called Walter Blunt he's been given his own American talk show okay so the idea is he's a fictional character it's a fictional world for this character and he's going to it's going to be very comical it's very on the line because it's Seth MacFarlane and it's going to sort of take the mickey out of talk shows in America it's going to be on the uh, American cable channel Stars and there's a trailer Teaser trailer you can watch on our website on the news page. Check that out. Click when the you link. Get time. Click the link if you're listening on ACAS. Click the link. Uh, also, the big news is winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> Game of Thrones season five. The trailer has been released. It's out in April. It's a two minute whopper of a trailer. That's on the website. You've got to check it out. It's an amazing Do you know trailer. What? I I saw I saw that you'd put that up on the website. Yeah. I saw you tweet the link. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Why? Because I don't want to ruin anything for myself. I don't. I really, genuinely don't want to see 
whether Tyrion's getting out of a barrel on a on a uh, on a on a boat or not. I don't want any spoilers at all. Really? Yeah. I just want to watch it. See, I love a good trailer. I love watching the potential f- uh, plots that are coming up. Just a little, you know, a little tidbit of where the journey's heading tid with the story. With a D, it's a tid. It's a tid. And what a trailer it is. It looks a- amazing, epic. Season four for me was genuinely the best season of Game of Thrones. It's got better and better. And season four, every episode was just brilliant, escapist, uh-huh. fantasy, drama, tense end of the oh it was just amazing and i love i love peter dinklage he's the best yeah he's, he's the best brilliant. actor in the world he's superb brilliant. winter is coming check that out uh do want to mention as well there's been a walter white's appeared again uh breaking what? bad's walter white what? in a super bowl advert it was a super bowl last weekend yeah it's like the adverts go crazy it's like christmas adverts. Yeah, no, we seasons. all know about super bowl. and um brian cranston donned his yellow hazmat suit yeah. to do an advert for an insurance company did he it's funny it's on the website check him out he's back in his costume yeah and paid a lot of money. Big news, Downton Abbey wise. Now, apparently, this is what we're hearing. Do you Downton know how much Abbey. money he was paid for that? I, I would no love idea, to know. but it would be a gazillion or so. Yeah, be a gazillion least, and a half. Because the advert, a thirty-second advert for the Super Bowl, costs ten million dollars. I think thirty million. Is it thirty? Something like that. Well, he must have been. I reckon he was paid ten million. Probably paid a lot, and goddamn deserves it for his work. <laughs> um, Downton Abbey. So Downton Abbey is coming up to the possibly the sixth and final season this year. Yeah. This is the final season, Downton Abbey. I have to say, I'm not exactly surprised. Like, it turns out Julian Fellows is working on a new project. It's about New York in the 19th century called The Gilded Age. Mm-hmm. He does love his period stuff, and he wants to do it in New York. So I noticed with the last season of uh, Downton Abbey, which is currently on in America, mm. season five, mm. it wasn't as good. Right. It lost its way. Yeah. I watched the two-hour Christmas special. Yeah. It was boring. If you listen to our Christmas special, you'll know my feelings about Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, the first two seasons of Downton Abbey, maybe even the third, were really, really gripping drama. I genuinely will stand by Downton Abbey and say it's excellent TV. But the fourth season, I feel like Julian Fellows didn't give one. I feel like the characters are just like wandering around and are they going to go to jail or not? You know, it takes ages with the plots going nowhere. Mm. And I'm not surprised this is the final season, but a lot of people, including ITV, are going to be gutted that Downton is ending potentially. Sometimes you bang on, Jamie, but sometimes you do get things wrong. No, I never. Yeah, yeah, you've said things in the past to me that's like, oh, this season isn't as good as. And he's like, what's he talking about when I watch it? What's well, he talking about? Well, you haven't watched any house. Right. You have no frame of reference, Donny. Right. Um, also news, a, a lot of TV shows, a lot of films get made into TV shows, as we know this happens. Well, mm-hmm. this one really ticked my box. Yeah. Really floated my caboose. What? What's happening? Uncle Buck <laughs> is coming to TV. Yeah, but... Yeah, but yeah, and this but, is the point I make. How, no, can John he do Candy. it without John Candy? No. And without uh, a cute-looking little Macaulay Culkin? It could be a disaster. ABC's commissioned a pilot for Uncle Buck. I hope it works, but how can you do it without the wonderful Commissioning John a pilot is very different from, yeah. from uh, okay in this. Yeah, movie. it might get cancelled. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, on the website, check out J.K. Rowling's uh, book, Casual Vacancy. It's been made into a TV drama. Uh, BBC have linked up with HBO to create Casual Vacancy, and the trailer is up there. It'll be on the BBC from the 15th of Feb. It's a three one-hour episodes. I have no idea what it's about because I've never read the book. But it's her first real adult, adult fiction that she did, isn't it? And uh, I know that they're doing a lot of her other works going to TV as well. But Casual Vacancy coming to TV this February. And the trailer is on the website. Check it out. The news is done.
That's the news. Well, um, I was just checking whether I've got any more notes because I listen back to the podcast every week, and then I think uh, I think uh, we do forget what we talk we about. We're, we're yeah. like a couple of old men. Yeah, exactly. Well, our own speaking of old men, sucking our teeth. David Yellowo is on the way, talking about uh, his new film, and um, we had Luke on last week. So, should we get Fife on this week? Yeah. Please welcome to the box set podcast, Fife Dangerfield. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> That's five seconds. Very clear on the on the, the the last one. I hope that was a bit clearer. Yeah, it was a little bit clearer. It still could do with being a bit louder. I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah, throw a bit of Glock and spiel like, in or something. Them? I mean, what? Hang on. What, what? Yeah, give them a good whacking. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. be afraid of just whacking the hell out of your wind chimes. All right? <laughs> no, it does sound like no. someone in a really great therapy session. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they're not. They're not really wind chimes. I don't know what they are. They're actually Greg's from Guillemot. I, I don't know how I've ended up with them in the house, but they're sort of like bells. They're like a uh, half circle. Yeah, like sort of half moon bells. Well, either way, give him a smack. Right. <laughs> so on. last time we spoke, you had um, you had waned slightly on Mad Men, and we told you to put you back into it. Right. So, so guinea like, pig five stage. You. You, you ignored us. I hadn't really found the time to watch any more, but I was I was planning to, but then I ended up doing a kind of uh, an intense binge uh, one weekend oh, on something the first else series of Homeland. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you've you've uh, you've totally ditched Mad Men. What kind of guinea pig you know, are you? I, I told you, you know? if, if I'm going to do this thing, I'll be playing by my own rules. You know <laughs> what? I, 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 I take rules and I put them in my hand and I just blow them out of my hand. You know what? I remember in the first podcast when we were talking about stuff you should watch, I think, it, oh, one of the first two, I remember suggesting Homeland to you because it got, it's well, got Jamie, suits. Well, Jamie, you're a, you're, you're a, you know, you're you a did. prophet. And I remember arguing you down on that and I said, Fife Dangerfield is far too erudite, he's far too uh, <laughs> intellectual, he's too creative for the pop popcorn oh, excitement wrong. of Homeland. Oh. Yeah, but you see, then you get into the question of what you want in a, yes. in, in a, in a box set. It's a really whatever. good point. And you want, sometimes you're at a different stage of your life or your, or your day or your yeah, week, you yeah. want something different to watch. Yeah, you want to like, stuff I don't think I always, uh, I, generally when I think of watching TV as opposed to films, like generally, not always, but I guess I, quite often you think of something to just sort of, you know. Distract uh, you. Well, you know, yeah, just 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 sort of softly entertain you, but you know, you, you, I don't think you want uh, intense challenges all of the time. Not all the time, um, no. But as I said last time as well, I didn't really feel that I wasn't feeling that Mad Men was, um, was, it, was sort of whacking me around the face anyway. Um, well, what, what do you think no. of Homeland then? Yeah, hang you, on, you hang make on, it hang on, hang on. We can't move hang on. on. Hang on. We can't move on to what? Homeland. Yeah, we can't. He's, he's, no, he's binged it. I want to know will, what he We thinks. will find out what he thinks. But first. I feel like Madman is the jilted ex-lover here, who's who's hardly been given. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. hardly been given I, a f-ing word of goodbye. I, yeah, I, right? I, I admit, I he's just gone. Do you know what? I've got a new girlfriend now. We've gone. What happened yeah. to the other one? Yeah, go. Oh, let's talk about the new one. <laughs> totally ditched this poor girlfriend that we set you up with. Um, I, here's what I want to know: Are you 
I, okay, let's pretend I am Mad Men, okay? Do you have a stake in Mad Men? Are you a writer of it or something? Is this what <laughs> I this have is a about? stake in is you, Fife. I have a stake. Essentially, to get, to get, you know, no, to, no. to get people to watch Mad Men. Fife, as people know, we picked you up off the street at the beginning of this podcast. A man who had never seen a box set in his off life. The street of success. <laughs> and we said, <laughs> we said, we're going to force feed this guinea pig. And let me ask you this: serious, size. seriously good art. Right? And, 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 and what, what did, did we, we say? We what said, did we say? We said what? you have to stick with it. Yeah, and we said no, what? you didn't. No, you didn't. You said you have to watch at least four episodes. Oh, we did actually. Yeah, he's very that's good what point. He said, that, was, and that's what I did. Oh, and, you know and what? I said to you, you I know, think we, uh, I think we be... also said you have to make it to the end of this first series. Oh, with right. Right. I think you did. Well, we we ride on, but you know what? Our rule is four episodes. Then you can make a decision. That's true. And you know what? If we're going by that rule, five watched four. Yeah. Went on four dates. Yeah. They well, struck out every time. <laughs> five. I am Madman. Tell me, where did I go wrong? I. Uh, you Break it to me wrong. gentle, darling. You didn't do anything wrong, but you're only alive once, and <laughs> I just... <laughs> I saw someone else who attracted me in a different way, and we ended up having an intense weekend together. Yeah, definitely um, intercourse. Well, you know, let, me tell you, let, me, let me tell you what I think back. You have thrown away me, the complex, intelligent, deep... Um, but is it? Yes, it's amazing! It's amazing. It's the best TV. Look, what you've turned your back on is the best lover you will ever have. And you've turned your back on her for a bit of fun with Britney. That's what you've done. Maybe, but I'm, you know, at any point I can go back. And and, and the advantage of uh, turning box sets into people is that they can't refuse you. Homeland Homeland offered something that Mad Men couldn't have done. What made you pick it? Why did you pick Homeland? Why did it catch your eye? Uh, We were looking through... I'm not making it clear if we means me and my partner. I'm just talking about myself in the royal sense. But, you know, we were looking through Netflix. And there was Homeland. He was like, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Did you you remember that I mentioned it to you? I did remember that, yeah. All right, that's good. No, he didn't. Um, he didn't really. And I thought, let's do it, let's do it, let's do Homeland. What do you and, think? But the thing is, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I thought it was very good. I, I don't think it's as a, you're making it sound like it was a, you know... Cheap, uh, Dawson's Creek or something. Yeah, he's yeah. wrong, but it's not cheap. Creek, so. Yeah, Dawson's Creek is awful. Amazing, yeah. Uh, but well, I mean, run away for our lives But, but, how, but how all is wrong? Homeland isn't just popcorn fun. It is quite very intense, very uh, political. It's very oh, much... please. How it's a thinking man's 24. <laughs> That's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I feel like Homeland was somewhere... Yeah, it wasn't something that I thought, this is stunning, you know. It wasn't yeah. something where the script, you know, bits of the script, I think, were a little bit uh, expositional, as, yes, uh, absolutely. as some yeah. people might say, um, yeah. and so on. But it's good. The, the strand of it that interests me the most is is the Claire Danes character. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think she's kind of the main character. It, it, yeah. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, her, yeah, definitely. Really, no, Claire Danes is the main, yeah, definitely. She's the, she's the character that's all based around her journey. And I think that obsessional streak in someone is a really interesting... So, well, and especially, you know, combined with the fact that she has this bipolar thing and, you know, that's often the case, isn't it? If, if someone 
I don't know what the appropriate word is. If someone is in that state, then actually maybe a lot of the time when they're in a certain half of that, they're more tuned in. Like I thought that was really interesting, the, the episode where she isn't on their medication and is so sort of manic, but actually mm. seeing things clearly, so clearly, clearly. Like, yes, so, so, yeah, you know, to, yeah. too clearly yes. to be able to sort of cope yeah. almost. But mm. and I think that's, uh, I don't know, I think that's an interesting sort of theme to have in a program. I, 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 yeah. I agree, absolutely, yeah. I, I also really right. like Beardy Man. I can't remember his name, but he's very good actor. Damien Lewis. Oh, no, you mean Saul. No, no, not Damien Lewis. I mean, he's, he's good, but... Yeah, the tall guy. Mandy Potemkin. Mandy Potemkin. That's right, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, when you breathe out your nose. (laughs) (laughs) That's my arrogant snow. Jamie's arrogant (laughs) breathe. I I hate the way you breathe arrogantly. (laughs) Um, Good. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's great. Okay. I'd still still want you to... to I'll try and... and I'll try and resurrect my relationship. Yeah, please with... do. Are you banning me from talking to Luke now at the same time? <laughs> After the Christmas special, which took me three hours to edit. Yes. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think we both connected. I'd, I'd like to, you know... Let's, let's, I'd like to feel that, you know, we're allowed once a month or something. To once a month, maybe. All right, Once then. an equinox. I mean, I can... Ch- let's... T- I'll try and get him on, right? We can have a quick m- moment oh, together. Really? In fact, Fife, why don't you just talk to him? quite exciting. Well, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that alone. That just say, hey, it's fine. <laughs> like, yes. Hey, Luke, I thought we could get to know each other better off the air. Just say that. That's great. Yeah. Idea. No, if you... Hello? Uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, Howell and Jamie are now being funny and being silent. I'm, I'm doing my recording thing with them. I was just saying... You know, oh, hi, uh, five, yeah. So I, it's just me and I you. I hope they'll be allowed to talk to you again. You know, I, I just, I, I enjoyed our, our, our talk at Christmas, and I feel like Howell and Jamie, well, Howell especially, maybe, is, is trying to keep us apart, like some kind of... Uh, it's, just, it's just nice to hear you both chatting. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. it's a bit, becomes a bit complicated with you yeah, all. So. With everyone chatting <laughs> at once. Luke, um, why don't you have a word with Fife about Mad Men? I'm up to season seven of Mad Men. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, I've watched the first half of season seven. Obviously, the second half is due uh, this year. There's much speculation over how it will end. Um, mm. But yeah, you know, Mad Mental No Shows Five, where you got to watch it, and then you've kind of—it's it's a commitment because it's so very slow. Right. Yeah. You see, this you know, is what Howell and Jamie are saying to me as well. Well, Howell anyway. I don't Jamie so bothered really. Why don't you tell him what you've done, Five? Um, I, I stopped watching enough the five and a half episodes, and I've, I've watched the whole first series of Homeland instead. <laughs> it, well, yeah, mm, you know what, Five? I can almost forgive that. Like, really? I, I don't think you should be judged on on that decision. You've 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 not broken a box set commandment. You've given it more than exactly. four episodes. <laughs> so exactly. you, you know, but Helen Jamie Helen Jamie can't can you know castrate you for that, so to speak. Um, but but for for me, I feel as though I get it. After five episodes, nothing's moving. It's still very much waiting for the paint to dry, and I get it. Five, I get it. But do you think I should go back to it? I, I think eventually, yes. I think if you're already enthralled in Homeland, I would never make the move back from Homeland to Mad Men straight away. Stick with Homeland. It's more high octane. There's more sex. Um, actually, there's not more sex. Um, but yeah, no, basically, I, I think oh, Mad Men eventually return to, but you, you know, at the end of the day, Don Draper will wait for you. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just going to have to consider all this. Five, Luke has um, got the shortest attention span in history and he's halfway through season seven. That should tell you everything that you need to know. 
And, uh, you know, when, yeah. That's... Well, that implies that I have a shorter attention span than him. Which can't be true. It's <laughs> <laughs> impossible. Well, we're just going to have to see, aren't we? I mean, you know, anything could happen. Good. Uh, certainly, I think if uh, what this has become now, I, I potentially could have let you drop Mad Men and walk away, but what it's become now is an experiment into if we make five finish it. Yeah, but I, I get if, if, he, if he's in five episodes of season one and he's kind of already given up, I feel as though he isn't going to come back one day and think, God, you're right. I think I'll come back one day and think, God, what a waste of time. Well, I mean, do you, you think it's too kind of late? Perspective. I never gave up on it. Yeah. I just, I was intending to watch the next things, but then, you know, one day passed and I was doing something else and another, and before you knew it, it was a, you know, a week Luke, do you think, it, are you saying if you don't like it enough in five episodes, you're never going to like it enough? I, I think potentially that is what I'm saying. And also you have to understand, and Helen, Jamie, this is quite important, Fife is a musician, right? His brain is all over the place. He's constantly thinking of jingles and harmonicas and all that, right? <laughs> that is so true. He can't concentrate for, for longer periods of time because he has to no, the next project. Because I, I, like, I like things that are slow moving. This I is, do. This I is like, what's going to get Fife back into moving. it. What's going oh, to get, get like... Fife back into it is Luke making him out as this like short attention span <laughs> weirdo. That's what's going to make him get back into it. At the end of the day, Fife, she's always a woman to me. Thanks, Luke. Well, I mean, she is to me too, you know. And, and <laughs> Have you made Luke a jingle yet? A trombone? I haven't actually, no. Oh. No, I'm sorry. Get on with I it. I've really been busy giving that. up on Mad Men. <laughs> I, I, I'll do, I mean, if you think of any more requests beyond the trombone, maybe give me a few more pointers and I'll try and do that. We'll just start next. with that for starters, Fife. Clearly you're a okay. quitter. I am not a quitter. <laughs> if I'm anything, it's uh, it's not that. All right, well, thanks very much, Fife. Thank you, Luke. And can, can I just say as well, just very quickly, it's great to be back on this, because having uh, listened to the past three or four podcasts, I thought we'd be back. Well, yeah. we just thought we'd give Fife time to finish Mad Men. <laughs> How I mean, don't get me wrong, I was excited about the prospect of never doing this again. You love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play that yeah. card. I'm glad we're back. Oh, Jamie, nice to hear you. Yeah, mom. nice to hear him. You've not spoken for 15 minutes. Yeah, it's been a long chat. <laughs> Good. No. Right, well, um, as usual, looking forward to editing this one. Um, Good. <laughs> 31 minutes <laughs> down to seven. Um, thanks, guys. Thanks, I've enjoyed guys, this too. one the most, actually. This, is, this has been good. Have you? Maybe I'll send yeah. you the full version. Um, <laughs> no, you don't want that. Yeah, I'll just fall asleep listening to it every night. Um, <laughs> uh, right, okay, so um, any response to Fife being a quitter, email us, studio at the box set pod dot com. We will get that correspondence to him next week. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank Cheers. you. So we are just waiting to speak to David Yellowo, who was in Spooks, or MI5 as it's known in America, because yeah. apparently that is a racist term in America. What a bizarre, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Mm. If you've got an, a title of something that is uh, offensive... Is in another, in another in place another language. can be uh, rude yeah. language, yeah. 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 Imagine yeah. if you found out that Jamie... Was uh, meant, meant to... P- oh, how? Why would you go there? In, in Istanbul... Imagine that. Imagine if I that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hello, my name's Jamie. Jamie. And they were all like, ah, oh, you called yourself Jamie. Oh, they just yeah. smacked you around the face. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be nice. But well, I mean, they just said, who are you? And you said, Jamie. <laughs> David Yellowo, right? I've watched a YouTube video of him. I'm going to try and avoid talking about this. 
YouTube video of David Yellow standing in a church, a gospel church yeah. in America, talking about getting the part of... He was doing a speech, but he was playing Martin Luther King. He knew he was going to be playing it. And he was saying that he knew he'd be playing this part because God, God told, told him. him that he was going to be playing it yeah. a few years ago. As an, as a, Whatever I am, I don't believe that there is a God that can talk to us. But Doesn't mean there isn't one whatever. and he can't talk to us and he, and he wouldn't say you're going to play Martin Luther King. However, if God had spoken to somebody that directly, yeah. you'd think it was bigger news. You'd also think... You'd think we'd have heard about it. You'd also it. think we got. Yeah. Has he really got the time to talk to, to David Yellow to tell you and tell him to tell you you've got another you've got a role you're going to you, play Martin Luther King in a film? Exactly. I mean, why? Surely God. There's <laughs> a lot. There's like nine billion people on the planet. Is he really going to take the time out to tell you you're going to get a great role in ten years' time? If I was David Yellow my story would be: God told me I was going to play Martin Luther King, and I said back to him, "You've got." seriously more important shit to be dealing yeah, with. Yeah, why are you telling me this? <laughs> Go and deal with that issue in, I don't know, you so, name a country. But but obviously, I don't want to offend him, so do I ask him about No, that? we don't. We've got seven minutes. Got seven minutes. We don't want to put his back up. We want to be nice. We want to sweet talking. We want to talk about Spooks, because it was a, a legendary show. Yeah, Not just here, but it was big in America, so we want to talk to him about Spooks a bit. And, of course, we have to talk about his new film, and just in general, talk about, um, you know, maybe get a bit of Oprah Winfrey chatting in there yeah good all right well um here he comes hi guys david hi, david how are you, how doing, you doing david i'm very well i'm very well how are you <laughs> very good how lovely to uh to meet you so we've we've, been, uh, we we you know we uh we've been using brad the clip of brad pitt pronouncing your name to make <laughs> sure we got it right david a yellow that wow look at that there you go and you, and you learned it from Brad Pitt oh, that's, that's, how I, that's how I know I'm going up in the world you guys David wow. I've, you had a decision to make post uh, drama school I would imagine where you said I could change my name I had the same thing I went to drama school director thank you um, <laughs> and, and my name's Howell you spelled got, H-Y-W-E-L I right. could have made the decision to change. I didn't make the decision to change. Look at him now. Uh, I, Brad Pitt has not <laughs> sung my name yet. What's gone wrong? <laughs> uh, well, you didn't play Martin Luther King in a movie. That's yeah. where you. That's where you went wrong. That's that, true. That, that, that'll do it. That, that is. Helps. That will do it. Yeah. So, so how was this? I have heard that you are an incredibly committed uh, method man is it true did you do the full daniel day lewis did you stay in character 24 7 for this you know what i did and you know I, I i wouldn't describe myself as a method actor necessarily but i actually experienced daniel day lewis uh his genius on lincoln yeah, i have a course, scene with yeah. him in that film and mm. uh, you know i i had known that selma and playing dr king was going to be a part of my future and having seen just how effective it was for him to stay in character to be as immersed and as committed as he was doing that film. I just felt to have experienced a brilliant actor doing that and not just fully throw myself in feet first and try and see what it does would be irresponsible, really, because mm. it's such an incredible opportunity. And so... 
even though it was a bit weird, especially for my wife, who felt like she was having an affair for three months. Um, <laughs> with, Abra- with, with Abraham Lincoln. Was right. With Abraham Lincoln. Now that, now that would be going some. That would be I was good, Dr. King on set, and then I was Abraham Lincoln at home. At home, wow. we were Dr. King pretending to be Abraham Lincoln for David Yellow's wife. Now there's a challenge. So yeah, maybe next time. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, I, I did stay in character, and I have to say it, it, it paid dividends because, you know, the byproduct, of it was that I never second guessed choices I was making uh, uh, while we were shooting. So how do you then interact? Surely you must have three or four people a day who don't know that come up to you and go, David! Or someone walks with, Dave! <laughs> well, you know, I stopped short of of doing the full DDL, the full Daniel Day Lewis, uh, of, of saying of saying you've got to call me a, a President Lincoln. You know, people still yeah. called me David, but I, I, you know, I basically sort of kept him parboiled. You okay, know, I, yeah, I, I sort yeah, of yeah. I, 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 I stayed in the voice and I sort of had his bearing, but I, th- I just felt it would be too much to be asking my kids to call me Doctor King. That would be weird. <laughs> That's great. That must cut out so much. Um, wastes of concentration and things because on, on films you, you're in and out of the trailer and there's so much waiting and all of that it must really save a lot of energy in a way to make that effort you know what? It takes a lot of energy to stay in character. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like literally, you know, to to just constantly just stay, you know, you you wake up in the morning, and of course, you just want to be yourself. And I would get picked up by my by by the driver, and boom, you're in. You know, you you you're him. Mm. Um, and that's uh, it, it. It was beneficial for the film, but it was exhausting. I was very happy to walk away uh, from doing that when when the film was done. It's been an amazing journey you've been on. I mean. For- from like uh, starting off I mean Spooks was a massive starting point for you that was one of the biggest first roles for you really wasn't it yeah yeah unequivocally it was where my screen career uh, began really so you know I I owe Spooks a lot because it's really where I learnt about screen screen acting maybe I'm growing up really quick but to me it still seems quite recent that there was this new TV series called Spooks or MI5 in America does it feel to you like things have happened very fast you're clearly stuck in time, my friend. Uh, that <laughs> so was, no, that was forever. that was ten, maybe eleven. I think even twelve years ago. I had the most <sighs> shocking thing happen the other day. Yeah. I was at the premiere of uh, of of Selma here in London, yeah. and a guy came up to me. You know, had his hipster beard. Clearly, a guy in his mid twenties, and went, oh, "I've been watching you since I was eleven on Spooks." I was like, "What? <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you oh, talking oh, about? Since you were 11? eleven? Oh, jeez, did that age me?" Um, so um so anyway but no it was it was a while ago you know i've lived in america for nearly eight years now and i and i think uh, spooks i certainly left it about 12 years ago and since then you've done the like you said you did lincoln you've done interstellar you did the butler um mm. and your paper boy and then of course last king of scotland and uh, and now you're working you know with selma you work with oprah winfrey and brad pitt both producing it that's an yeah some thing. nice up-and-comers uh, <laughs> <laughs> where do you go from there where do you go from there that's uh, like who's who's what, uh, Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg producing the next. No, you've already done Steven. So I've already I've already worked with Tom. And yeah. uh, in <laughs> fact, I had a, I had a moment, I had a moment doing Lincoln and Jack Reacher. I shot those films at the same time, Jesus. and I was with, I was with Daniel Day Lewis and Spielberg by wow. day, and then I went and did a car chase with Tom Cruise <laughs> and Chris oh, McQuarrie no directing way. by night. So wow. yeah, done those, done those. Any more boys? Who, who's next? So, I don't That's know incredible. who is there. Tell, is there any? <laughs> Well, is there anyone you still want to work with? 
I think Scorsese would, uh, would, oh, would, yes. would, would certainly be up, up there. That would be a. And then you've got the full pack, thing. and you can quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just retire, sit at home. What was the reaction like uh, amongst the Selma camp to the Oscars? Because Selma kind of missed out a lot, in a lot of ways, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know, it's it's the best reviewed film of the year officially. I mean, if you go mm. to Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, 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 critic, critic uh, aggregator, I love that. I, want, yeah. I, I follow Rotten Tomatoes. Is that good? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ninety nine percent. So you know, mm. and the film's making a bunch of money at the box office. People are loving it. So you know, we did our bit. Is the is the only thing I can say. To be honest, the BAFTAs upset me more than the Academy Awards. Really? To be, yeah. to be a British actor. Yeah. And then yeah. to have four of the main characters be British, for it to be Pathé, who's a British company yes. producing it. And at least we got two nominations at the Academy Awards. We didn't get a single one at BAFTA. That so is bizarre. I, yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. But hey, you know, people are loving the film and we'll, we'll, we'll have to take that for now. I'm surprised Oprah's not kicked off, though, and done some damage. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to mess with Oprah Winfrey. No. You really don't. You really don't, by the way. You know, I've seen both sides. Have so, you? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Oprah angry? Um, I've, I've, uh, you know what? She, she's never upset on her own behalf, but on my behalf when it came to all of this stuff. Yeah. Wow, you know that that's a mother bear right there. <laughs> wow, wow, um, David, we've got to go. Um, I think I just heard a little thing in my ear. So thank you very much. Thank you. Lovely to me, and and we will tweet you. Okay, you've got to tweet. Oh, please us back. do. All please right? do. Look Get out my social for media going. Yes. Are you on Twitter, David? <laughs> of course not. Uh, oh, right. forget <laughs> it. <laughs> You're right, acting with Tom what, Cruise. We'll, we'll open you an account. Okay. You <laughs> 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 will be your Twitter. Who are you tweeting? <laughs> Thanks, David. Oh, Thank you. That was David Yellowwood. Nice, nice I guy. Liked him. Didn't mention God. He didn't mention God. No, I'm glad. But I he nearly thought, did. He nearly he did. Nearly did. There was a there was a hint of when yeah. I because he did kind of suggest that he, he said knew, I knew I would be playing the part. I knew I'd be playing the part. What? Yeah. We could have pushed him on it. I'm glad we did. I didn't. I purposely didn't. Yeah. You just think don't go. Dad. I just don't want to say to any of our religious him. listeners. Yeah. Uh, we believe in your religion. We believe in everything you believe in. Okay. One hundred percent. Just keep listening. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, but a really nice guy. I, I thought it was fascinating the Oprah stuff. Actually, you know how much she was annoyed by the uh, Oscar I'd like nomination. To know more. I'd like to know Seven minutes isn't enough. Never is. Why don't you carry on for me? So, what was it like? Um, what did? How did Oprah kick off? Why? Was, what did she, she do? She, she flipped a table. Howell. She flipped a, a table. She flipped over five tables. Really? Yeah, in a restaurant, and uh, and then she went after Jack Nicholson with her shoe. Jesus. Because she blames Jack for some reason. She says he should have voted for her. Uh, he just realised that, you know, Jack was stoned that day. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.